0: Welcome to the Astrology Hub Podcast. I'm Amanda Poole Walsh, founder of Astrology Hub and your host for our flagship show. We explore the many ways astrology can support you and your relationships, career, health, and personal growth. Thanks for tuning in. This podcast episode is brought to you by Astrology Hub's Inner Circle. Awaken your soul, find connection, and transform your life with the world's top astrologers in a heart-centered community. Well, hello everybody and welcome to the Astrology Hub podcast. I'm so grateful that you're here. Today, we're going to be sharing real stories of transformation. I love sharing these real life stories so that any of you out there who are either thinking about using astrology in your life or wondering if astrology can be helpful for you as you're navigating whatever it is that's happening in your life maybe you're going through a big life transition maybe you're feeling a little bit a little bit lost or overwhelmed or whatever it is these stories are really intended to inspire you and help you connect with a tool a resource and with a community that may be helpful for you on your journey. So thank you for joining us today. I am so grateful to be connecting with and sharing the story of Cindy J. Wett Sten. And Cindy is a member of our inner circle community and she has an incredible story to share. So thanks for tuning in. And Cindy, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. It's a difficult. So, yeah. nothing.
1: Difficult surname when you're not from South Africa. <laughs> Did I totally butcher it? A little bit, but <laughs> it's okay. I'm getting divorced. So. <laughs>
0: Great. All right. Well, what's your, what's your divorce name going to be? Your, your maiden name? I
1: don't know. I don't know. I don't want to go back to my maiden name. That's also a decision I, I made <laughs> fairly recently. So I'm kind of waiting to be inspired to make it up as I go along. Just the other day, I, I had this process also of what your name means and, and that whole thing came through. And Cindy actually means moon and I've been holding moon circles for years. But then I did a little deeper and the reason it means moon it comes from Cynthia and all different derivatives that ultimately act. Artemis, who is obviously a moon goddess, Apollo's twin sister. And I had just drawn, I do weekly readings on YouTube, and I had just drawn Artemis as an extra card that morning but started my normal tarot, which was just like, I mean, I don't know why these things surprise me anymore because that's just how magical living is. But every time I'm just like, oh, it's amazing. It's (laughs) amazing. It's amazing.
0: And, And I don't know if you've noticed, Cindy, but on the podcast, I've started to make a habit of asking astrologers if they think that we choose our chart, like before we incarnate some sort of intelligence that is us, our soul, whatever it is actually chooses the 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 exact moment time location all the circumstances of our of our astrological chart and resoundingly they all say yes i mean after you know studying astrology and working with so many charts it's like pretty much across the board they're saying yes but it's it's interesting to then bring that into our name like the name actually a resonance a tone that gives us information so for all of you out there who are like oh i wonder what my name means it's a really fun rabbit hole to go down it really is it's
1: is really fun. And I also agree with that in terms of the astrology. I often say to people when they're upset about something and they're like, well, you just decided, you know, you wanted to work on that in this lifetime. You chose that, you know, I feel it gives us so much power to think, well, actually our souls knew that we needed to do this. And it's, it's not bad. It's just, we chose
0: that challenge. Yes. I, I actually, it's interesting because I feel like there's two, two, two types of people. Some people find empowerment in that and they, and and that like lifts them up and it's, it's like, oh, well, if I chose it, then this is what I'm working with. And they, they feel a sense of power through that. And then there's other ones who don't really like that orientation. Like I feel them sort of bristle when, when something like that is said. So uh, it's, it's an interesting exploration. And that's why I've sort of like just said astrologers, what do you think? Like, do you think this, this is true? You know?
1: Well, I think it's also, it's accountability and responsibility. And if we don't want to take it, which I mean, it's not always great. (laughs) Right. I just read a newsletter on that. And then afterwards I went, Oh, obviously it's Saturn is ruling the full moon. So obviously my subject that kind of downloaded would be responsibility. Um, and then of course I see it echoed in astrology hub everywhere I look. It's coming through. I'm like, Oh, I love when everyone's in tune and it's all coming through. But I think that's the thing. And, and as I'm getting out of a relationship, dynamic and my my ex is not someone who can take responsibility. And I think for me, that exactly that two different schools, I'm of the school of thought of, I don't always want to, but if I figure out how to take responsibility and accountability, then I'm empowered with my choices and my options. But if you don't do that, you're just blaming everybody else in your life for everything that goes wrong. Right.
0: Yes. Yes. Wow. Okay. Lots of different directions we could go with that. But let's back up a little bit, Cindy, and go to your story. Has astrology always been a part of your life or was there a period of time where it wasn't and then it came into your life? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah,
1: I think it's always been a part of my life. I think it's been a part of my lifetimes, quite frankly. But I think it pretty much consistently started rolling in around probably the age of my Jupiter return around 12, my first one. And I I mean, it was very, very superficial then. I I didn't know until, I don't know, maybe a decade ago that there was more than a sun sign or a star sign. Yeah. Uh, So it was just that, but the elements also always grabbed me. And in my healing work for years before I knew more about what, you know, how much there was within astrology, I used to feel in my healing sessions, if I was working with a fire sign, then I wouldn't feel like they were out of balance if the system was really hot. But if it was cold, that was a problem versus a water sign too hot wasn't going to be good. So I had this natural sort of intuitive instinct to the elements when working in energy work. And so as I've delved deep into the astrology, it's all just kind of, it's just grown. But, and I've always brought the astrology into my yoga classes. Whatever I've known, then I started learning the moon that kind of came in next. And then I started bringing in moon phases and, and holding new moon circles. And, and then it just keeps
0: going, doesn't it? <laughs> it's does. forever I have no doubt. It Definitely. And it does seem like the elements are a great place to start because they do, and, and tell me if you agree with this, but they really do hold a lot of information in a really tangible way. Like even I'm visiting my family right now and I can say things like, well, you know, he's really fiery. So just like think about the qualities of fire. I mean, it's it's uh, you know it it, it's magnetic. Like you're drawn to it, right? Like everybody wants to gather around the fire. It's warm. It's bright. It 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 can be inspiring. It can also burn. You know, like if if it's too much, you know. So it's it's an easy way to start the conversation about astrology because the elements are real tangible, right? Yeah, I totally agree.
1: And also there's only four of them if you're working with the basic four. So it's just like astrology. In fact, what I'm trying to do with my my new moon ladies at the moment is to teach them one astrology piece. So whoever, I'm actually working on the nodes for the next new moon because we've done the moon a lot and obviously the nodes link. But last month we worked with Mercury because there's just so much and if we can simplify. So I love that you can simplify into four elements. You know, start there. Then you can simplify into going, well, what is fixed? What is cardinal? And then build on it rather than people just coming into astrology want to understand. And it's so overwhelming. So anytime we can break it down into sort of yeah. a simplistic idea, I think it's helpful to kind of keep encouraging us to, to keep going down the rabbit holes. But then, you know, just pair it back if it's, if it's getting overwhelming.
0: Yes. Cindy, you mentioned that you are going through a divorce. So how is, how is, first of all, was astrology a part of your decision to get to this point? I'm assuming that you're making the decision. I don't know if the decision is being made yeah. for you, but yeah. yeah no, I'm and making the decision. Yeah, and then how, and has it helped you through this process? I don't think
1: it started off as consciously part of the decision-making factor. <laughs> I, I, I understood I was coming up to a Uranus opposition, and I understood that a classic Uranus opposition thing, it's a divorce, and I was not going to have that happen to me. <laughs> That's because I knew what that could mean, so I was going to make damn sure that that was not going to be my story. And I just love that, you know, like, sure, you've got all that control, right? <laughs> So yeah, I think uh, I've just done the classic Uranus opposition thing. And there's been a lot of other astrological factors at play. I think where the astrology has helped is maybe me recognizing sort of the inevitability of some of the decisions that I've gotten to. So instead of beating myself up that I've failed, like my parents failed, (laughs) repeating a cycle, because that was a big thing for me. I, I mean, You know, I love patterns. I love cycles. I think anybody who's interested in astrology sees that. I work with that in all my different healing forms. So I think a lot of it is also if I can see the pattern coming, maybe I can head it off at the past. But part of my experience and learning has been sometimes you're still going to go through that stuff and reframing a lot of the the story around it. So recognizing I am breaking a pattern because I'm still going to be doing it differently. There's still a level of consciousness I bring to it. Um, changing the word failure. I mean, I'm sure you can completely relate what it's like going through this and that concept of I failed and I've tried so hard, but I've I've still failed, you know. And just I, I actually had a beautiful moment. It was balsamic moon. I journal with the moon, like a little obsessively, my friends will <laughs> say. But what I love about that is I can look back in balsamic moon phase, I always just go from new moon to here and what's happened in this time. And I'm always blown away like how much has been processed and how much has been repeated. And I look at that extended lunar cycle every third quarter as well that An orderly used to speak a lot into. And I had such an unexpected, because I'm a Gemini, so it's hard to kind of get into an unconscious <laughs> journaling. I can do it, but more often it's like constant head space. And I was just having this moment and it ended up being like a, a closure letter to my ex, which was not in my journal post, which was not my anticipation. But what I ended up coming to was my vows. And I realized that I'd done that in sickness and in health. He got kidney disease. We, we went through that together. I mean, I referred to it as we have kidney disease. I was that enmeshed, you know, we went through the transplant. Um, we went through him going to rehab. We, we, we. So I thought in sickness and in health, I did that. You know, I, I fulfilled my vow. For better and for worse, I did that. I stayed even though things were really hard and enmeshed. And I thought, till death do us part, I've actually been reborn in this process. So I died. He died. We're different now. And it was it was a real, and, and also with so much of the astrology that's been kind of indicating the inevitability of that, it it gave me a level of peace that I don't think I could have
0: Come to otherwise. Wow. So much there. I have chills all over my body, Cindy. I mean, wow. Let's just start with the Uranus opposition. So, that is a, I like to call them like life cycle transit. It's a transit that we all go through and it happens in our like early to mid 40s, usually, right? That's the time frame. just, Just turned 44. Yeah. Yes. And, and, that's what's usually associated with the midlife crisis right like people that don 't know astrology would call it a midlife crisis and so it's it's so it's so known in our culture that around that age this this question of like wow, am I on the right path like is this is this where I want to go you know here's like stopping it midway through life and a lot of people decide to no this isn't this isn't right for me anymore and I, I need to go in another direction and when you know the astrology, you can use that to, like you said, kind of more peacefully inform those those decisions. Whereas if you don't know astrology, it can feel like, you know, I need to create a, I don't think people consciously do this, but I need to create a bunch of drama to blow up my life so that I don't have a choice, but to make changes, right? That's, yeah. that's kind of the, you know, I think the typical midlife crisis, yeah. how it goes. But also, this idea around failure and how you're, you've been able to reframe this. I mean, if you just look at the language, you will rarely hear divorce referred to without the word failed or painful or disaster or traumatic. I mean, failed marriage is like it goes to like it was a failed marriage and not any marriage that doesn't last until you die of old age you know, that yeah. it was a failed marriage. So of course we have this storyline that takes mm. a lot of consciousness to really unravel. I mean, no matter what your viewpoint is on it, you're going to have to absorb that, like that mm-hmm. idea mm-hmm. that yeah. if your marriage doesn't last until, you know, death, 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 then it's a failure. And then mm-hmm. therefore you're a failure. So I love mm-hmm. that you've been able tell us a little bit about how you've been able to unravel that. And I know that you were able to look at the chart and see it was somewhat inevitable. So then, Mm -hmm. but is there anything else that's helped you to, like, think of that differently?
1: Well, I just wanted to say something you said there about the failed marriage. It's ironic, though, that we can stay unhappily married forever, but it's a successful marriage. Right. (laughs) Exactly. Like, yes. Why do we think that's better when modeling for our children, you know, unhealthy, toxic relationships? The languaging, you're absolutely right. The languaging around that makes it, makes it easier. Mm -hmm. Um, you actually said something on, on a podcast a few weeks ago that really landed hard with me. I can't remember (laughs) even who you were talking to or what it was about, but you said something about your changing of your story after your divorce when you started to realize that you would have to stay in victim if you were getting sympathy for the story. And I'm right at a point now of changing from that. But I'm I'm kind of between two worlds with it. And I was like, oh, I know exactly what she's saying. And I'm totally trying to get there. But I'm also not quite ready because I'm still very raw. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've signed, but the, the divorce is not through. And we're still dealing with all sorts of things. And it's so raw and it's so hard. And it was like a glimpse for me into where it is going. And mm-hmm. it's kind of given me something to like feather too. So thank you for that. Because Honestly. I know you really do want to share things that will help people. And I'm just a member of the audience and that really helped me. And I'm sure it did for many people just too.
0: You know what? It's, it. The fact that you, it even hit a chord in you and that you're aware of it, the fact that you're not there, it doesn't even matter. It's like you're already aware. Because when we're, and for those of you who do, don't know what we're talking about, uh, I believe you're referring to when I had the realization that I, I got a lot from the story of me being a victim in the situation. I got sympathy. I got compassion. I got, you know, I got camaraderie. You know, I got other women saying, Oh my God, that's the worst. And oh, you know, so I got a lot for staying in the story. And so Mm -hmm. once I realized, Oh wow, like, like I kind of like that. But, but actually in the end, it's not serving me because it's keeping me very, very stuck. And, and a lot that goes along with that story is like this this rush of anger and this rush of like poor me and and so when we stay in those places it's really hard to like get into the next iteration of who you're becoming but mm. i also want to say that you can't rush it like there's so much about time and well and allowing yourself that process and the fact that you wrote the letter i mean, that was a huge part of my process too Was literally writing, and it was part of that spiritual divorce book that I read by Debbie Ford, which was life-changing. I highly recommend it to anybody Uh going through any sort of relationship, even if it's not a marriage divorce. But um, she had you write a letter to your ex, and there is so much power in that, so much, like, forgiveness. And and you don't actually send it. Like, it's just, it's really for you, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, you want to, but like the idea is not that you're going to send it. Um, so I love that you did that too, like on your own naturally.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I think I think the astrology really has helped me with so many of these things. When we talk about like you know the reframing and the inevitability and process, as you said there, that it, you can't rush it. It's going to be what it's going to be. I have an Aries man. I want to do it yesterday. <laughs> I'm going to be done. I just want to go ahead. <laughs> put your head down, do the work, get it done, end of story. And I'm a Gemini, so I want to move, you know, really, really fast. Yeah. And so I'm not really designed to have long, slow processes like this, but that's what this is. And that has also been a part of the process. And it's it's maturing because even there, the midlife point, the midlife transit of the Uranus opposition, you know, you kind of reach a point. My son's, I feel like so much of my son. My, I'm, I've got Aries, Taurus, Gemini. Like I'm in the baby signs, I always think of myself. So it takes quite a bit for me to turn those around and go, okay, it's great for the creativity and the fun and the enthusiasm
0: and all of those things, but there are plots that need to grow up. Yes. You know. So it's- yes. And I love what you're saying too about astrology and forming or just reminding us all the time that there's a timing to our lives yeah. and 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 you can try and rush it but like you're not really going to get anywhere with that it's just <laughs> going to be more painful it's just going to be harder but the other thing it is is you're going to miss some of the gold you're going to miss mm-hmm. some of the the gifts if you try to rush it because it takes it takes that long to really get in there and feel it and and I, this is suck the marrow out of it. I can, there's only thing yeah. I can in a moment, but that's kind of what you're doing. Like it needs, it needs that, that it's just like what, fine wine or a great pasta sauce. Like sometimes just <laughs> it just requires more time. Needs, you, you can't uh, rush it, but it won't be as good.
1: Yeah. And the grape
0: has to die for the wine to form and it's yes. the process. There's also so much wisdom in what you just shared about your vows. And I love that the process of writing the letter like was a cathartic one that brought you back to a really important seed because so often we make commitments or vows and our hesitation to end something or move on i think oftentimes is because we feel out of integrity with something that we've already promised or something that we've already said we would do or you know or even even a dream that we had at one point right and so by acknowledging like, okay, I did make a vow. I did make a vow to this person. I probably publicly did it, right? Mm. But to go back and to go, well, you know what? And for all intents and purposes, I actually did fulfill that. I actually did do what I say, said I would do. And I can, I can free myself from that, um, from that commitment I made by, by acknowledging that I have fulfilled my commitment and that it is now time for me to move on. I think it's really healthy and 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 very wise and not that easy for, for people to do. So I just also want to commend you on that and thank you for sharing and modeling. Well, I mean, I think it's Uranus, really. <laughs> mm. it's
1: throwing some serious lightning bolts at me. Um, and I also love when something horrible happens and I'm like, I, I can't make sense of it. And I'm a Gemini, so again... If I can make sense of it, it will all be okay. I mean, that's, of course, not true, but that's how I go when I'm panicking. Yeah. <laughs> so then yeah. when when I'm just like, I I don't know how to think, I don't know how to feel, I don't know what to do. I go and look at the chart and then it's just like without fail, oh, <laughs> I've seen something made, and I'll be like, oh. So because I moved into my new little cottage on the eclipse in Scorpio and two weeks later the new moon in Taurus, I didn't realize until after the fact, but uh, uh, Uranus was on my Juno, the goddess of marriage, the asteroid goddess. Mm. And I had a shock with relation to my ex and I had moved on in my head because I'm a Gemini, so I'm going to go there first. And it was only from this shock that I realized I hadn't moved on in my heart. I still was deeply hoping and praying that he would you know, I couldn't get it round my head that actions—I know actions speak louder than words—but I kept hoping that his words would lead to actions. And my head had come round, but my heart was still invested. And I literally needed Juno to be zapped by Uranus to have the shock. And it was like it cauterized the wound in my heart, and it was a cut off that I. I mean, I felt I could breathe after. Well, no, first I had a few days of absolute utter devastation. And coming back to our conversation earlier about getting the sympathy, I just shared my thought out with so many close friends. It's like I couldn't shut up. I had, to, I was on the phone to the next one, to the next one, to the next one. And I, I also was like beating myself up for that. Like, could you just stop talking now? And I couldn't. And then I thought it's because I have to make it real. I have mm-hmm. to out myself. I have to all as an enabler. I have been hiding certain things for so long. If I don't out him, but that's where I felt a lot of guilty and in integrity because i've been I've been hiding his stuff for years, mm-hmm. also because of my own embarrassment and shame and all of those reasons. You do that, but now by outing him, by outing me. I had to I had to make it real I can't I can't turn around and go back into denial because I realized about addiction is that it was easy to go well he's an addict because he's an addict <laughs> but uh, when when I haven't been with him a lot of the things like denial a classic thing in addiction I've got that too a lot of the things that I'd put on him I've got them too but he was my addiction ooh and so um, it was very very intense few days Blew me away, broke me down, broke me open, phoenixed the craziness out of me. And then I was like, Oh, I think, I think I'm through it. Okay. I'm not going to lie. There's been a few moments, but mainly when Venus literally was on the, the degree of my rising sign and had two wobble days. And then I looked back at the chart and went, Oh, look, Venus just landed on my ASC. I mean, you can't make this up, you know? But ultimately, when I have those moments that are too much and I take it to the chart or I listen to one of the astrologers that you have speaking for the week, oh, yes, remember they said that. Oh, yeah, that's exactly what happened. Or one of the the inner circle forecasts or whatever it is. And then I can breathe again because I go, you know, you're not doing life wrong. Life is hard. Those happily ever after fairy tales that we've been told, kind of like they're becoming my ba- bear. <laughs> it's like they don't get married and live happily ever after. That's not true for anyone. Then they get married and it's hard work. Having a child, that's like you're a new person. Once you start having kids, you have to learn something else. Then this happens, then that happens. We're never done. And I think that that's why we feel we're failing in life because we were kind of conditioned to believe that when we reached a certain point, everything would be peachy, and it's peachy and
0: challenging all the time. Lindy, <laughs> I love this so much. This is personally coming through at a really amazing time because, do you remember when Anne Ordly would talk about how, when you go back to your place of birth, it's almost like a reset, like like you you yeah. actually said like reset the energy. So I'm at my parents, and this is you know where I grew up in this town, and. We went to the Fourth of July Parade, which was always a big tradition. Everybody goes to the Fourth of july parade and and I got to sit there and like just people watch and sort of feel the energy and I was like, "Oh my God, no wonder I grew up never feeling good enough, never feeling pretty enough, never feeling successful enough, never feeling any enough because that's what this place is sort of designed for. It's kind of like it's it, it just, it's like built into the culture that like everyone's just trying to be perfect and put on the perfect facade. And and who you are as a person, like authenticity and all these all these things that we talk about all the time at astrology, they're just, they're just not valued that much. You know, they're just not, they're not the most important value. And so I, it's been amazing for me to like experience now from this vantage point of like, just having compassion for my young self like, oh, honey, like, it's okay. You don't fit in. You're never going to fit in. Actually, you probably won't fit in pretty much anywhere unless you create your own community, which I've you done. Do good oh, so good. I, <laughs> like, I feel like I fit in an astrology hub. Like, I feel like, you know, I feel like I fit into at the astrology conferences, but like, in terms of the general world, you're just never going to fit in. And like, that's okay. And, and who you are, like, just focus on being who you are as best as you can be, because because you're magnificent just like Cindy's magnificent and everybody's magnificent but if we're all trying to be the same if we're all trying to be each other we're totally cutting off our joy we're totally cutting off our unique expression and we're we're robbing the world of the the beauty of like um the fa- the many facets of the diamond you know you can have a flat looking diamond or you could have a radiant diamond that has so many different colors and frequencies and, and, and energy. So it's amazing that you're saying what you're saying. It's actually like really helping me as I've been in this but process.
1: But interesting also with the Venus retrograde coming up and you must have Leo in the seventh. Yes so, I at rising. yes. so I mean, here you are looking at the relationships you grew up around and you're having a reset from your value system. It's like perfect timing for you to go do that. Right. So
0: Cindy, I have to ask, for people who are like god i'm going through some stuff uh, maybe i'm going through a divorce or a breakup or you know whatever uh, or the midlife you know they're just at that Uranus opposition moment they're somewhere in their early 40s uh, or coming up on that maybe late 30s and going oh that's coming um what what has been and that by the way that does not necessarily mean you're going to get divorced like that is not everybody's story that is not everybody's path so please don't and like, as some of the astrology have.
1: I, I don't know if this was in the inner circle on the main the main um, podcast. I think when you actually think it was the main one when you did the transits and things, and there were different people talking about different ones. It was that big thing you did. I can't remember what it was. Game called. changing transits. The game changing transits. There you go. And it was like, okay, so you do the Uranus well return, and then you do the Uranus opposition, and then if you you know whatever you go through there, that's like your process to get to the Chiron return, and that's going to be like all other... And I just keep having it in my head. Like if I just keep doing the work, like really sharp and do the work, maybe the next one is going to be a little easier. Like my sudden return, you you got divorced at your sudden return. So I didn't do that then. So if it yeah. was inevitably going to happen, if this is when it's happening for me. You know, if I didn't yeah, do it yeah. now, I'd probably do it at Chiron Return. I don't know what that's going to hold for me, but you know.
0: <laughs> yes, you would have another opportunity the next time around. So for people that are going through something in their life right now, and and seeing the impact astrology has had and your awareness of the moon cycle and the bigger transits and, you know, all the different things you've referred to, what, where do they start? Like, where would you recommend someone who's like, God, I'd like to be able to use it that way too? Where would you point, like, what direction would you point them in? I mean, I always think it depends very much on the person.
1: Like, also, you know, where you're in the mental, you know. I, I mean, I was working with somebody yesterday who had like no earth, so I wouldn't recommend she started <laughs> in an earthy practice if she yeah. was not coping. But I would recommend that she needs to get grounded because that's not natural for her. Um, she doesn't know how to ground really. So I think it's like what what usually works for you, and then finding a tool in. So maybe you just find it through meditation, through working with one planet, through, you know, just, I mean, Venus has been so beautiful. You can't miss her in the night sky, whether you know anything about astrology or not. And just, just going out and watching the moon. Um, I had somebody else say to me the other day how since she was like six years old, she would just go out and watch the moon. And now she started reconnecting to the moon and she remembered this childhood memory. That's a beautiful thing to just start doing. You don't really even have to understand to get started. You really need to feel mm. and just get present. But, I mean, for me, I, I'm a big uh, person about, like, grow the toolbox, you know. So um, I, I love to use cards. I love to use crystals. I love to use oils. And then if I'm actually going into astrology, I would probably find somebody to help me get started if I don't know anything. And do you want to learn astrology or do you just want to have an astrology reading so that you get yourself a little bit? One mm. of the things I found when I held women's circles for years, it was at the moon. So we would talk about the moon. This is new moon in this, a bit like in the inner circle, really. Um yes. So we did seven years of that. And we hit the Saturn square for that. And my my beautiful co-facilitator decided that she needed to take a different direction. So when she did that, I needed to reform mine. Up until then, I was just speaking to them about the moon every month. This is what Gemini energy is. This is where we should set our intentions. You do you with what you feel from that. Yes. And we would have activities around that. So it was like we would, for me, it's like tapping it in different directions. We do something creative, something embodying, something intellectual, journal, or certain questions. But then when I had to shift the red tent practice, I've turned it into more of an astrology learning. But now the people that have stayed with it are people who want to learn, but yeah. are overwhelmed. So yes. we just pick one place. And I think of it like we're still in the moon school because I still hold it at New Moon, but we have a master class teacher every month and maybe it's Mars, maybe it's Venus. And so then they, I'm showing it to them in their charts as well. And I'm giving them little things like, okay, you write your Venus story. My Venus is in Gemini. Therefore, I've got all these cheat sheets to help them with keywords. So what's been so beautiful is they're really getting it. And they come up and they tell me their own story that they've made about their their Venus or their Mars or their Mercury or whatever it is. And I can see that it's really landing because they're spending a little time with that one planet. So I do, I do think simplifying in whichever way, shape or form that has helped you can find that for yourself.
0: Yeah. I was just talking to someone today about how you can go super deep and nuanced and technical and like, wow, I mean, endlessly you can do that. And you don't have to, like you literally can get so much out of one piece of information in your chart, like just really unpacking your sun sign, you know, going far beyond the social media memes or the stereotypes of what your sun sign is, or really just like focusing on your child's moon sign, period knowing they're a their big moon person. Totally. Oh, especially with kids.
1: And I loved what you said about like how oh, it can help you with your kids because that's been huge for me. Trying to understand now my kids and how to process because it's not easy going, you know, being a child going through this with your parents and recognizing that they each need from a moon perspective and the need, the moon is the needs, you know, to to process it differently. And if I can respect that in them, because I'm an Aries moon, I sometimes, when I'm triggered which I'm so much better with because I've been doing this for a lot of years and this, I really can see the benefit of doing it for a lot of years because instead of just being like reactive, yeah. I can just take that, that pause moment and then go, hang on a second. Don't take that personally. Yeah. You know, you can process that just now, but that's not what they need from you right now. But understanding their needs and with that being able to treat them differently, because I think I came, I grew up with a thing where everybody's supposed to be treated the same. You know, if one gets a certain amount of money, everybody does. If one gets to go to this thing, everybody does. But we're not the same. So I do find that that way of parenting, which definitely came from both sides of my family. I don't know if it was just generational, but I don't think we have the same needs. So are we giving them the same things or expecting even the same things from them? Totally. I've got a Cancerian child who cannot communicate. My eldest is a Gemini. My youngest has the Gemini moon conjunct Jupiter. I can speak to those kids. Yes.
0: The other one? No. <laughs> Hold me. Hug me. Like, they, they need something totally different, right? Yes. Me. And yes. he freezes me out when he's mm-hmm. not coping.
1: And for me, being a Gemini and being someone who wants to express, communicate, just tell me the problem so I can try and fix it. Yes. You know, that, that is like torturous. So it's easy for me to get triggered. Yes. But when I look at his chart, he's got, he's an Aries rising. He's got like card. In fact, my moon would sit right inside of his first house. So I can see where we trigger each other. But also whenever I really want to kill him, which is more often than I'd like to admit, I think of his chart and he's got this big cardinal cross. With Pluto, his rising sign, and Uranus. He's got planets on all the angles, big planets. Uranus, Saturn, Sun, and Pluto, and Venus even. There's four planets involved, five planets involved for him. And when I can't do another minute, I pause and I just think, can you imagine what it must feel like inside of him? Mm. Can you imagine how he must be feeling? Mm. Pulled in four directions by these heavy-hitting energies and not able, he's a crab. He can't even express it. Mm. And then I can bring myself back from throttling him, which is like,
0: so I he just turned it. 12 on the 4th of July. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. Yeah, I mean, that is the way that astrology enables us to have more compassion for each other. And and you, so much of what you just said. I mean, A, we're not all the same. B, we have different needs. C, everybody's needs are valid. It like doesn't make you wrong that you need to communicate and and he needs to freeze out. like both of you just have your needs and being aware of it, just it's like, well, this is what I need and I don't have to take it personal. And, um, and then, and then b- being able to like actually put yourself in their experience, that's even next level. That's like, wow, that really probably helps you in a lot of very intense moments. I remember um, having a reading with Natasha Alter, uh, who, who yes. is, you know, the one I had my first astrology reading with, who were still dear, dear friends. And when I was going through my divorce, she said something that was so helpful to me. She looked at both of my girls' charts and went, they're wired for complex relationship dynamics. They don't need the happily ever after white picket fence. They didn't come here for that. And I was like, oh. She's like, you did. You needed that. That was something you needed. But they don't. And actually good for them to be exposed to to more, um, you know, nuance and different experiences. I was like, whoa, that is so helpful. Like, thank wow. you. You know, liberation, because we worry about our kids through all these things. And, and I have to say, they, they have done incredibly well. Like, no, I mean, I do think because there's still a lot of, like, I never speak Poorly about their father, you know, like very conscious that to keep love alive in their experience is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but anyways, no matter what, they they have, they are getting what they came here to get through through mm-hmm. me not staying married. So, mm-hmm. I, thank you, Cindy. This has been so fruitful and beautiful, and I just I really appreciate all the different things that you've shared here today. I hope that it's helped some of you out there, like. Any of you out there going through challenges, if you're interested in finding a place where you can actually be held in your learning of astrology and really get to dive in and start to understand your chart and start to understand how to use astrology as a tool for spiritual growth and transformation. So no matter what you're going through, you can actually get better through it and become a better version of who you are. The inner circle is designed for that. So you can get the waitlist right now. We're not in a, we'll be having a promotional period sometime in the near future. So if you want to get on the waitlist for the inner circle now, it'd be a great time to do that. It's astrologyhub.com slash inner circle waitlist. Astrologyhub.com slash inner circle waitlist. Also, if you're interested in getting a reading, Natasha Alter actually does work on our Astrologer Connect platform where you can connect with different astrologers to help you personally Going through whatever you're going through. I highly recommend checking that out too. That's astrologyhub.com/slash connect. Some of the best relationship astrologers on the platform are Michelle Dench. She's incredible. Andrea Michelle Kennedy, if you connected with what Cindy shared today about Juno, Andrea Michelle does a lot with the asteroid goddesses. So if that kind of like rang a resonant bell for you, she would be a great astrologer for you. Of course, Natasha Alter is amazing. Nora Rochelle. I mean, there's a lot of amazing astrologers. Say,
1: Nora Rochelle. Actually, last year she was in, in a in a circle. Was, was it a, last year? When was she in a circle? Yeah, guide? I think last year. Yeah. And it was. It's funny how almost every month, whoever was the guide would do something that just was exact. Because I actually separated December of 2021, and I just joined Astrology Hub. Like literally, wow. home. I joined, and what? then I separated. And I think I didn't know it at the time, but I think I needed. <laughs> to have that in the background. And every single astrologer would just be bringing the exact right lesson that I would need to hear. And Euro did they commands, I think it was called in her and, yes. I think it was just phenomenal. But I mean every every one of them just was amazing. Yeah. Awesome. Well, and,
0: and like you said, it 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 seems to work that way. Like the the different astrologers that guide our inner circle, they they bring through a practice or a, a perspective that it's aligned with the energy the astrological energy of that moon cycle so it's probably going to feel really relevant for you it's no matter what you're going through so to do have a special kind of magic at astrology hub for somehow having the perfect astrology for that sign i don't know how you do you know what i literally need to hand off the credit for that to my team because they they really like create this amazing uh experience throughout the year and, and 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 we do together you know we'll be like does that feel like the right one to follow that one and um but they have a lot of input on who we put where and how it all works and yes of course then there's god who helps it's so develop. conscious and intentional though
1: it's really something you can feel with astrology hub the the energy behind every member of astrology hub's team but even the community i think it's just so powerful
0: thank you Cindy yeah it's um I really appreciate that. It's it's very much uh a, it's somewhat of an experiment of like if you set an energy in an organization can it be felt? Like can people connect with it and and I'm happy that you say that you do and that we get to hear that because it's like okay, it does work. It 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 does matter that less tangible but very intentional frequency that is set, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, well, you're just a joy. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so grateful to get to meet you and to get to share your story with the community. Thank you for all the inner circle members. I know they all love, they love these episodes, I think the most because they get to meet you all too. So, um, thank you inner circle members for tuning in. Thank you for anybody else that is out there that's just curious and interested and, and just really wanting to, to connect with something that can help you connect with yourself and really just Consciously navigate life as much as possible. Now we all have our moments of unconsciousness. That is like absolutely a human thing. Human, yes. But as the more the more places we can go, the more people we can surround ourselves with that help us remember to stay aware and remember who we are and remember the bigger picture of why we're here. Um, I just love being able to do that with all of you. So thank you for being here. Thank you for being a part of our community. Thank you for making astrology a part of your life check out the inner circle wait list, get on that wait list if it's right for you and, um, and book a reading with someone that can help you if you're going through something where you could use some support. That's astrologyhub.com slash connect. All right, everybody. Thank you for being here, Cindy. Thank you. For, it's so great to meet you. Thank you. Thank Take you. care, everybody. And we will catch you on the next episode. This podcast is presented by Astrology Hub. You can learn more and find all of our shows at astrologyhub.com slash podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, and hit subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you can stay up to date on the latest episodes and help more people find the wisdom of astrology. Thank you for taking the time to do this now. Thank you for being a part of our community and for making astrology a part of your life.